Hello, good, bad, or bullshit listeners. Bo here. It's been a while, hasn't it? Um, I've had to step away from doing some podcasty things because of personal issues, and uh, it's been longer than anticipated. Uh, before I stepped away, we actually had three more episodes scheduled to come out, and I would really like to get those up on the feed. This week, we're going to be doing Rule of Law. We have one on the theater and one on caffeine coming up, and uh, I think those are pretty good, so I myself am looking forward to actually listening to what we talked about months ago, because I haven't had a chance even to, to put them together. I also want to take a minute to thank people for their continued support on Patreon, even though new episodes weren't forthcoming. Uh, you know, those funds have gone into making sure we can keep the site costs up and, and keeping the show rolling. And I'm very grateful for the continued support of uh, the show. I really miss our conversations that we have on Good, Bad, or Bullshit, and I'm looking forward to getting back to it. Uh, no firm details as of yet, but, uh, you know, it, my friends mean a lot to me and the show means a lot to us. And, um, it's something I definitely, I think we all definitely want to get back to. So, uh, for now, please enjoy these episodes and, um, you'll hear from us soon. All right. And so without further ado, here's good, bad, or Did it work? And you hear the, the you hear the the modem sound. Say it connected. I think we're connected to another computer. All right. Well, write something. Well, what should I write? I I don't know. Uh, suck my balls. It is like and that's what the that's the history of the internet. This is like and then it, but then it zooms out and it's like this has been a Canada moment. You know. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit Podcast. Three guys, random topics, unlimited opinion. I'm Bo, I'm one of your three hosts today on Good, Bad, or Bullshit. I'm also joined as always by Mr. Crofton Steers. Crofton, hello. Hey, Bo. And the inimitable michael hodgins michael good day to you good day, good day to you Bo. that's a classic bow intro that's like our first 100 episode bow intro yeah i can like I radio still, start i still consider mike an inimitable person i don't know anyone like him i know lots Except of people like us Croft, so we're, we're, we're not in that camp <laughs> Yeah, uh, but you were one of a kind. But with sir. a common name. With All right, name. I'm just gonna bust it right out because I had my birthday last weekend, and Michael had his the week before. So we've had two birthdays, I think, since the last time we sat down to do this. So, I'm the baby. Yeah. I, yes, you are in many ways. But why I bring this up is I wanted to wish you, Michael, a happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well. I- Yes, and happy birthday to you as well, Bo. Of uh, and we're also we should point out both born 1979, so we're on the planet like what six days apart. I like yeah, that. yeah, we have birthdays six days apart 
literally, not just like the year, but like actual date. Yeah. And when this, we, like six days after you you tunneled your way out of your mom's uterus, I did the same. <laughs> yeah, right after. Although yeah. I guess giving us credit for tunneling out is probably unfair. The doctor and the mother did most of the work, probably. So that's but. true. And by the time this episode is published, it'll probably be my birthday too. Yeah, and you know everyone will be over birthdays by again by the time. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be. I hate birthdays. Fuck. Yeah. But speaking of hating birthdays, I wanted to show off my cool gifts. I got a finger oh. piano. A finger piano. Listen to this. Aren't all pianos played with your fingers? <laughs> That's true. Play us a ditty. As opposed to what, it's a penis piano? It's, sorry, it's a kalimba. It's called a kalimba. I guess they just call it finger piano because you can just tap it with a finger. You, you know, piano you play. You're like... This is like a little... And it makes nice noises. Listen to this. Crofton's a nice person. Uh, it's it's true. Not, I like it. Good sounds. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, really that. nice sound. My mom got that for me. That's nice. And That's she also cool, got uh... me, uh, Mike uh, Crofton. You'll like the first part of this gift, uh, really a lot, and you'll really like the second part. The first oh, part is so... an ocarina. Oh, nice! But like, uh, it, I can think you time travel to... with it or control? The I don't scenes? know how to play the songs yet, Crofton. Uh, I don't know how to play anything, but I got an ocarina, and it came with, it's porcelain, I believe, and it came with a nice little stand that I can hold it in, and this is the second part of the gift, Croft, and I think you'd really appreciate what, you know. You see the bong? I think you would find lots of other uses for this porcelain hand. Just, you know, it's it's kind of got a, it's about your your size, right? (laughs) I do. I'm, for our audio listeners, I'm holding up a porcelain hand intended to hold up the it's, ocarina, but it doesn't. It's really, really big, really huge. It's like it's the size of a very like manly Donald Trump's. Hand. And the last thing, last, <laughs> last but not least, I can't light it up, but I also now am the owner of oh oh of a staff, a full See, length staff to cast magic spells at you motherfucker <laughs> See, did you, you make went? it yourself though? no my aunt made it and it's battery operated so oh, this thing awesome. actually glows really light but i took it out to put it in my xbox controller uh <laughs> i'll put some new ones so in. she made that thing from scratch yeah it's That's paper cool. like it's paper mache and like i don't even know what this is and it has a light in it and the battery pouch is in here so you put the batteries in there and oh I go, sweet I go, lightning bolt shit and i have to glue that in because i think i knocked it out but <laughs> when you went to pick it up, I thought it was a tiki torch. I'm like, why does he have a tiki torch? And then you showed the end, and it was a beautifully made. It's very long. Yeah, I just, I just gotta. I'm just having this mental because I, as you know, Bo lives in the part. Like I own the apartment, and I know the guy lives downstairs. I just, I'm imagining Bo standing in his living room saying, "You shall not pass," <laughs> and then slams it into the ground and falls through the floor into the guy's apartment downstairs. <laughs> well, what is actually funny because it really does happen is on Sundays I do the D and D show. There will be dungeons. And we take a midway break where I go up for a smoke. And sometimes I I wear a hood, like the dungeon mat. I have a hood with a cape and I wear it. And I'll go up for a smoke during break, but I'll wear the cloak out. So I have this magic hood on with these pendants and feathers. And and Vaughn's come out and I'm I'm dressed like a wizard on smoke break. Like like, (laughs) like it goes all the way down like a gown and everything. And I'm just like, oh, 
you know. Whatever. I would like, like you just told Mike now, so he heard it from you, but you live in the na- same neighborhood. I would have loved it if he heard it from someone else first. Hey, have you seen the Ottawa South Wizard? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, like <laughs> he's like, on Sundays, you see him around sometimes. He's got like all this yeah. crap. Like, is he crazy? Do you think he's crazy? Uh, it's and, like, it's uh, like Red from Elmer. I'm becoming Red from Elmer. I don't know if you know yeah. him, Crofton, but oh, I know yeah. Mike was Red. I, I forgot about There was that a movie. homeless guy where we grew up in Elmer, and his name was Red. And his, I don't even know why. He had red <laughs> hey, hair. Hey, that explains why he's called Red from Elmer. And he was the actual homeless. I, I was out skateboarding all the time, so I saw him like on the regular. He lived in the parking lots. And yeah yeah he was uh he was like a local it's funny how that's impressive like everyone knew that guy's name well it's funny no one knew his name he was called red but everyone knew he was called red. <laughs> i think we talked to him once i think you know skateboarder kids right you're hanging out and you're just like hey there's a homeless guy hey dude like when you spend a lot of time like, oh, God, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah pretty much well, wait just to be clear though was there anything of note about this homeless guy or was no, he just i mean it was elmer has well, there no, was, but like, there's the usual rumors. Sometimes when people get to know a certain homeless person, uh, they believe they're secret millionaires. Like I've had people tell me about yeah, that, about ho- homeless people in, in the city. But definitely in Elmer, they're like, no, no, he's got a lot of money. He's just that way. And you're like, that could happen. He could just be that way. But he's probably – he looks re- – he was really um, – a wrinkle of a human being, like a, not a wrinkle, but you know, like a used up <laughs> sponge of a human being. And, and kind of, there's rough, there's a lot rougher looking homeless people. Sure, sure. He wasn't that, he was not scary, but he was, you know, you know him and like you talk to other people you never met and you're like, you know, Red, they're like, Red, I know Red, like everyone knows Red. And uh, <laughs> so yeah. to be clear, it's because Elmer had one homeless guy. Like yeah, when I lived in Montreal, guy. there was a homeless guy in every corner. You're saying yeah. that what's notable about this guy wasn't that he dressed as a wizard or as Han Solo or whatever. It was just that he was the one homeless guy in Elmer. Yeah, I mean, if you want to increase your your social engagement as a homeless person, you should find a smaller population area with fewer homeless people, and that way people will get to know you. And you'll be a big fish in a small pond rather than an anonymous homeless celebrity in the big city because they're known too, but some of the homeless people that are known in bigger cities are the extremely extravagant ones that have like vivacious personalities. Hello, would you spare some change for me, sir? No, well, you have a great day. And like everyone, I know that guy. He's yelling on the street corner. Yeah, for sure. You're you're right on. If you're going to be a homeless guy, if that's your chosen profession <laughs> i mean let's yeah, be careful about how insulting we are but yeah, yeah. Then, then you should you should you know like uh, don't don't compete with the top homeless guys like i will say that i'm just saying guy, there's an analogy to be drawn between social media and being homeless there's this there's this guy and i, I apologize to all our homeless listeners if we've misrepresented <laughs> but but there's this guy uh in front of like the mountain equipment co-op uh that plays guitar all the time and um the the joke is like he's got this dog with him and he's like he he's his guitar is horribly out of tune like just just like he's playing it and it and it sounds so bad and he's so bad at playing it and he's just like, and he's got his guitar case over it. it's like give, <laughs> you know give me money and all of this sort of thing and the funny part is that i have walked by him for going on 10 years now and he his guitar is no more in tune nor <laughs> nor is he any better at playing it he's made, no progress. he's made zero progress or and this is what i think he's putting on an act 
as the guy. He's like, look at me. I'm so sad. My guitar's out of tune and I suck at playing it. Just give me yeah, money. What if, got, other- what if he got good at playing and then the money stopped coming in? Yeah. like Or he's just like, he's playing it and he's like, well, now you're just regular guitar guy. There's tons of regular guitar guys. I'm not giving Maybe you he money. can play, but he's putting on the show that the people want. Anyways, this is a horribly depraved conversation <laughs> in the way. Like, I just think it'd be funny. trivializing a lot of suffering here. You, uh, but you like throw a few dollars funny. in his thing. And then you're like, you've been at this a long time. And he's like, yeah. You know that 10,000 10, hour thing? It's fucking bullshit. He's like, I'm, I'm on 20,000 hours. And I'm not cut I quit my job. I left my girlfriend. I sold my house just to pursue the passion of guitar. <laughs> I play guitar 14 hours a day. And that's no problem. I, mean, I, I like it. Mike's like, hey, can I see your guitar for one second? He takes it. He just, he just tunes it. And then gives it back to him and he starts playing it it sounds lovely he's like shit you can do that (laughs) and mike's like yeah like don't you look at youtube videos dude i'm homeless you know like i don't have youtube (laughs) you're like all right okay you should have tuned it though (laughs) this conversation is hilarious i'm glad we had it (laughs) but but we should move on to a topic uh, where the conversation becomes less funny and more aggravating, just what the audience ordered. Um, oh yes. So the uh, uh, we have to get the bird out. Uh, who's um, the delivery for today? It's you today, Michael, isn't it? Yes. All right. So just for our listeners' benefit, it might be your first time. Maybe you've been here a few times, still confused about what's going on. Um, we like to pick topics at random, and our current paradigm or strategy is to one of the hosts brings the topic the other two don't know what it is and it's not premeditated and we have a discussion where we're going to deliver verdicts on it that's maybe the first time we've ever described what we do on the show before we do. <laughs> i can't remember maybe crofton's done it once anyways that's about as much as you're gonna get i'm looking for the bird here uh, are you ready michael to catch, I am. to catch your letter so also for our audio listeners uh, a bird actually flies to the house we pay um uh what are they uh, the bird handler what are they called? you're um a falconer the, the pigeon yeah sure isn't it a pigeon carrier that's it anyway or maybe it's a falcon carrier i don't know we pay a bird guy some money to fly a bird over just to the person's play the house. bird sound already <laughs> bird sound what are you talking about michael i don't know what you mean uh, let's, uh, I'm, I spent so much time explaining it, I forgot to tell them that the bird should be on the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, here he is, finally! Okay. That was very quiet, but the bird delivered it. Did you catch it? I didn't see. Yes, and it, this day it was a, a lovely little rose-breasted nuthatch delivered the message. <laughs> what a lovely bird. <laughs> and, uh, did you, whoa, did you say rose what? A rose-breasted nuthatch. Rose-breasted. It's, it's a it's it's a bird. Okay. It has kind of a little bit of a pink belly. Oh they my god! Yeah, down that's a track. beautiful bird. Did we talk about this on our on our bird watching episode? I see those things all the time. They're in the. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So let me. Let By me including <laughs> nuts and breast in the same thing, you really triggered Bo there. Yeah, yeah. He broke him. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what I'm talking about. This can't <laughs> yeah. be a real yeah. a real thing. I have to see these rose um, breasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my neighbor. As an aside, my neighbor's always making fun of of um, birders who are ruining mountain bike trails. He's like the birders. He's like apparently, what does he always say? Um, 
uh, a hairy breasted nut scratcher is what he always calls the the bird. He's like some hairy breasted nut scratchers out there, so we can't have the mountain bike trail. Uh, it does make me laugh. I, well, I enjoy the fact that he's got a heart a hate on for bird, bird, <laughs> bird fucking bird watchers. Those assholes are ruining the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, of, oh, so maybe that. Okay, the topic today. Um, and I, I struggled about this for a little bit. And I'll, I'll contextualize it. I'll tell you what it is, and then I'll give you the thing. Okay, so it is the rule of law. That's the topic. Okay, now you're going to... Law and order! Okay. We talked <laughs> dun, about dun, this already. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, so we did do... We talked about lawyers on the show. We talked about rules mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. And so this is going to like touch into this. We talked cut. about anarchy, which is probably similar. Yeah, like, a bit of a cool. counter. I, we've touched on stuff like this before, and it was a while back. What made me, I thought of this when pre, this is pre-COVID, not too far pre-COVID, mind you. In Canada, we had some of our First Nations were pro, were making some protests and shutting down rail lines here in Canada. Um, and, and then people were like, okay, enough's enough. It's time to like get these rail lines open back up. And, and it was very, you would hear all the time someone, the prime minister or premier or someone talk about the rule of law like in this country we respect the rule of law and this and this so i thought about it then i'm like i'm like okay you know that's it, it's bandied about a lot um the rule of law mm-hmm. and then more recently i feel like this has come up a little bit um it, donald trump uh was sort of talked about um or asked if he would uh if there would be a peaceful uh, transfer of power um you know, if if he didn't win the election, and this is kind of like again comes to like in a place where you would respect the rule of law, you'd be like, okay, now it's time for the peaceful transition of power, and that may or may not happen according to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so, I guess I wanted to talk about um, what this means, and and I guess the rule of law is basically just that in a society, you know, you have the mechanisms by which laws are created, rules are created, and that we all have to respect that that's the society that 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 the rule of law we all adhere to it and that makes the society work okay that's the thing wait i have things to say i about think it, i missed but, it um, it's like don't blink too fast or you'll miss it like what sorry repeat the last sentence so again. so again uh, well Just our show sentence, is called please. good bad or bullshit yeah. <laughs> and uh, is the fact that so I, I i guess what struck me about this when I heard again the prime minister saying in the context of um, it's funny so long back that I, I can't even remember exactly what the protests were about that the that first nations were well oh yeah it was in solidarity okay so in Canada mm-hmm. um, we had these first nations who happened to or be lucky enough this is quote unquote to have a major rail line come through their traditional territory and in support of the Sebuton First Nation in British Columbia that was pro- that was fighting for control over their ancestral lands or something like that, they said in support of them and solidarity with them, we're going to block the rail line because, you know, things weren't going so well for the Suetun, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that right, nation. So they did this. This went on for weeks. Goods and services were being stopped. People were like, okay, getting fed up and then being like, and everyone kept saying, okay, look, this is a country of the rule of law. You know, and they're not respecting the rule of law. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, well, who does the law serve? And how did the law get to be that? And is it in your interest or is it not? And it just it just made me 
so like I want to have the discussion because in that context, the rule of law was just smelling to me like a big pile of bullshit where it's like the rule of law is great if it's like it works for you. <laughs> and if it doesn't work for you, then it sucks <laughs> and there's not much way to change it. But it's always very convenient to say like, oh, well, you know, the rule of law. Well, the, What's uh, it? I, there's another vector to that conversation that I'd add to your topic, which is the rule of law is also justification for doing the minimum required. So when you have an expectation of a moral response to something, saying the right thing to do would be X, Y, and Z, and then the party you're seeking action from says, well, we'll do X because X is what the law requires. You know, like there, like there's stuff like that. Like um, a good example. Well, that's not a good example, actually. I'm not going to bring that one up. But you, you understand what I mean. Like there was, um, I had a work experience where uh, I was uh, agency staff making minimum wage, whatever. And I, um, there was a statutory weekend coming up and on, it was a Friday. So on that Thursday, I got sick. I called in sick and went on my way, came back to work Monday, whatever. When my pay finally arrived, it was docked. And I didn't expect to get paid for that sick day being an agency staff. That was fine. I didn't get paid for the statutory holiday. And I, I called them and I said, Hey, um, my stat day is missing here. I don't make very much. You think you can give me the 40 bucks for the day, please? And uh, they're like, um, well, got to work the day before. Got to work the day before and the day after. And that's what the law requires. And my response to them was, I don't give a fuck what the law requires. I'm your employee. I called in sick because I was sick. I'm doing a good job representing your company. Give me my 40 fucking dollars. And they went, uh, I'll talk to some, you know, after some protests or whatever, they talked to somebody and they cut a check and they wrote me a check for $44. Like, we can't give it to you. The like, they made a big stink about it. And I didn't <laughs> call in sick on a day for a stat holiday because they're following the rule of law, but they're underperforming uh, morally by a large margin. And that's a very small, very personal example. But people do this with climate sure. change or they do it with big issues. Everyone's like, well, the law specifies this and the wisdom of the people who made the laws says that we only have to do this. So you should be satisfied. And, you know, there are people who set expectations well above what the law requires in life. And and attaining those goals is noble and an example to follow, I think, or at least to admire. But Good God, I hate it when I'm victim to the well. But <laughs> you know. I have a I have a clarification point just because uh, I'm not sure I get it entirely. What is the difference between the rule of law and laws? Uh, well, I think yeah. it, like not not much. We we haven't done laws <laughs> as yeah. a we 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 did rules, which is very similar. Um, but I guess it's the well. I think if laws and rules were the same, we'd call the law rules. I feel like law has a distinction that we just don't know. It's just because, yeah, and, like, and I mean, well, like, I... th but think about like that. We have people talk about again. It's not the rule of a ruler, like that. The law rules, like that. That is the paramount thing which has importance in our society, and and that you you hinge everything hinges on it. And I think. I mean, I, I didn't want to get distracted. I, I know what you mean. This topic is a bit muddy, and in some ways, I sort of regret bringing it up. But no, no. Um, I really enjoyed Bo's Bo's example because I thought it was it was it was a highly personal one, but I thought very a very good one. 
because I find what 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 often happens is that you get situations just like that where um, you have you have so it, it's like it, it enables I want to I you know in this case it sounds like bad acting um, you can say you know like like in his situation <clears throat> a very human interaction is would to be like okay yeah yeah I mean you were sick okay whatever take your you know you get a forty dollars you're doing a good job whatever that'd be a human way to do something um, but there's a law. There's a law and the law has there's the letter of the law and you can always just kind of like hide behind that and say and say, yeah, well, no, it says this. Therefore, I can kind of fuck you over. Now, there's clearly need for law, <laughs> laws and rules. I mean, we, we, we did talk about this. It was quite a long ways back, I think at least 100, almost 100 episodes ago. Um there, there's a need for this, but it's it's kind of like I guess say, saying that this is like paramount, and people will, will will say it in this austere way. We are a country where the rule of law prevails, uh, and, and I always find that is a way to sort of dismiss differing ways or protests, especially by people who are like on the bottom of society. Like again, I think of those First Nations. You know, they, they had they have almost zero power in our society. Um, and but there is a mechanism by which laws can be changed and things can be can you know something can become encoded in law through some process but in the situation about in canada with these first nations like that is never going to happen there's there is never there is no way in which they're going to go through the regular process of elect enough mps across the country who are going to change the law to benefit this small small nation somewhere that has specific interests related to ancestral lands it just isn't isn't ever going to happen so it's very convenient for for someone to say well you know the rule of law uh, but really it's 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 similar to boasting where it's just like it's 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 like an excuse to be a dickhead you know is what i, I want to say about it i think half, i think half may- the time i think maybe and I just I gotta confess because I, I like to sometimes when we have a topic like this where we're trying to define it, I did just take a gander over at Wikipedia real quick. Um you know, and I'm not gonna just refute that. I think what I think I agree with what you're saying. I think um the one thing that, that came up that I'm glad that I just had a quick look at and I closed it, but um no, is, is is that the rule of law I think is a term to defined against like um the church's involvement in the state like i think that's where the term originates from so rule of law is like the country is governed for the people by the people which is rule of law and that means the monarchy submits to the rule of the people you know the the religious have to follow the rules that the 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 governing structure is the law first that's the only thing that came up as part of of what that was but you know, perhaps it's just a term to describe something, and people coming around saying, "Well, rule of law, rule of law," are, are probably now I'm realizing using it incorrectly, <laughs> potentially. Well, you know, but, but if, if, used- if if I if you're just saying this is a failure of rule of law to just live to the minimums, it, it's we're still in a secular law structure, let's say by the people for the people. So sure. that's the only aspect. You know, it kind of ruins the whole thing. <laughs> but I'm like, eh. I, well, I, I don't mean, know because yeah, then I'm just like, well, rule of law is good, you know, in contrast yeah, to a. Church. That's a hundred. 
as soon as you, when you were reading it, and I was like, oh man, that definitely will affect everybody's opinion right yeah. off. Because if the con, if the contrast is with these other things, and that's why it's like, for me, I've been doing this plain language wor- work recently, and it's like part of plain language is removing the words that you don't need to get to what, like, just the core of what you're saying. And for me, it's like, that's why I asked, is it, is it, what's the difference between, you know, the law or laws and the rule of law? And I think Mike was doing a pretty good job of kind of, um, you know, differentiating it is more of kind of like le- less of a, a series of laws and more about a way that we behave as a society, as society in deference to these laws, so, right? So, 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 sorry to interrupt you because I think you're saying good stuff. I, I shouldn't have interrupted. It, yeah, sorry. Uh, all right, thanks. Um, so, like, in terms of in terms of deferring to the laws, like in the way that we have a sort of a culture of deference to the laws and the way that Bo explained how his, you know, his personal situation. And a lot of people are like, no, this is the law. The law says this. So this is the bare minimum we, we can ask, we can ask for. So like, cause, cause if it, and Bo, Bo is saying, well, just give me the money. Like you don't have to do the bare minimum. You can do a little bit more or in, in the case yeah, of, we don't even have know, to talk for, about the law. You know, I didn't even it, bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, in the in the case of the first stations, it, it be like be like okay, yeah, the law applies writ large for all of all of the country, but like let's make exceptions for situations that make sense, right? And I guess like then that has to go in front of a court. You have to figure all that stuff out, and it's very very complicated. But if, if you were modernizing it and you were moving away, like if it used to be called the rule of the the clergy or the rule of kings or the rule of whatever and now it's the rule of law people by people or whatever like maybe modern stuff would be like would say that a little bit more clearly that like the rule of people or the rule of to to rule by empathy we talked about empathy uh, on on this show like what if like the society was structured surrounding principles of empathy as opposed to legal principles that really have no emotion or soul or whatever attached to them which is what these these do and like when we talked about lawyers like in the end it's all about the bottom you know the bottom line bottom line is in the law it's like this it's like that yeah but that doesn't make any sense it doesn't matter it's in the law you know and i i feel like i feel like there is a better way to do most things than just what it says in the law books yeah, so, so i kind of have a, a feeling that in Mike's context and in my context, we're talking about a status quo. Like, I think that that's what's meant by that. When you're, when you're saying like, yeah, look, I know you're protesting. All right, but we still got to obey the rule of law. What they're really saying is there's a status quo to maintain. And what you're doing is disrupting that. And that is an extreme violation of the propriety of what we're doing, which is true in my case and true in yours. I just don't think we use status quo in that way. When we speak, but yeah. to me, the status quo I mean, is is we're doing what it's written on the paper, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you always have, you know, in, in society is always a pull between people who want to change things and people who want things to stay the same. You know, that's kind of the basic between progressives and conservatives, even if you just break down those words, it's interesting. Um, but, but yes, yeah, um, thanks for helping clarify some of those points. It, it got me thinking about some other stuff. And, and, uh, and, and so, like, thinking again a little bit about the u.s situation u.s and i think of canada as well but but the u.s like you know they'll talk about their constitution right which is the founding the founding sort of laws and principles which their country is based right and that's become almost like i find when americans in particular talk about it it's almost like this 
weird it's like dogmatic this religious doctrine you know like i carry a constitution around in my pocket you always hear these like uh politicians say and uh and, but but then it occurs to me, like clearly, you know, the U.S. has struggled with a lot of stuff like slavery, you know, in the when these when the Constitution was written, and clearly they have made amendments to it. Uh, and I looked it up in the states, and in the in the beginning, they made a lot of amendments, clearly, because they were like, you know, uh, things were changing. You know, they had just written this thing and they're changing it, but they don't make many amendments to it now. So it seems, and in Canada, it's the same thing. In Canada, you'll often hear. You know, like like we struggle with something of like proportional representation in this country to be like, OK, because the popular vote is not reflected in our representatives. And then they'd be like, well, you know, it's like that's uh, how a parliamentary monarchy works. And if we wanted to change that, we'd have to open up the Constitution. Oh, my God. And they tried that in the 80s with the Meech Lake Accord in Canada. And it was like, it's impossible. And then, but then you realize that you're like you're under the thumb of this thing, the law, the rule of law written by people who've been fucking dead for hundreds of years. So in some contexts, like people may, because what is the law, right? It's just like people and not even just like, I want to say like, we all agree on something because that's not really the case. Whoever's in power at the time, whoever is able to get in power uh, and in a democracy, presumably, you know, on paper, some people agree. On but, paper, but everyone agrees. State, everyone agrees yeah. on paper. Everyone agrees to consensus, which includes when you don't win. Right. But but what's interesting is like even if you think of the United States or Canada, it's like well, who would have voted in those democracies? It's like re- male landowners, right? At the start, it was kind of like okay, mm. so though well, they made yeah. the initial law. It's, but it's but like, like it, but, democracy but isn't intended to say, to be pristine. It's just intended to be better than monarchy and other bullshit well yes it, it it's it's and it's moved forward a, a a lot and it's more inclusive now than it than, than it has been but then i guess i guess what i'm thinking in the, when we have this like this idea of the rule of law being this fundamental thing of like the changing the constitution or rewriting one or scrapping one is just like unfathomable and sometimes i feel like we're in this weird um like atrophied system of government that we we don't know how to change or or fix like it's easy to point out problems with you know the way the united states works or the way canada works like i i mean it's anyone can point out all kinds of things are like and then you look at the mechanisms by which rule of law would have you to change those things and you're just like well we can't uh, but then you're just like, but it's all just a bunch of shit people made up. Like it's not. You know what? I, I, I agree like, with you know all of I mean? your. I agree with all of your sentiments on this. But, well, but, but let, let Crofton jump in. But remind me, I have some. I have some sci-fi zone to get into. So laws exist uh, on in many jurisdictions, and o- often there's these stories about these ridiculous archaic laws that have survived, and it's like they're, they're ridiculous, and there'll be a new story ran about how so-and-so, if you marry your cousin, then you are committed to this and that, blah, 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 blah. Like there's a lot of these bullshit laws, and people poke fun at them a lot, and yeah, they are written uh, by people, and often for some are even just – not changed due to omission, people not being aware of them and all of that. But one thing I find interesting when you're talking about laws and, and Mike, it partly when you're talking about the, the first nation example for me is like, if you, if you think about white collar uh, crime and you think about um, 
what, what, I don't, is it blue collar crime? I don't know. Like when when a crime happens that is uh, egregious to everyone's eyes, because the thing about white collar crime is, yes, it's rich people that do it, but you know, like it's stock trading, it's it's done in a legal manner and all that. But the people that are doing it are connecting the niceties of rule of law in that they're you know. You know, maybe they're helping grandma cross the street. They're showing up at the restaurant in their fancy attire. Um, they're not walking up to someone on the street and punching them in the face and stabbing them. Or they're not robbing somebody, taking somebody, something from their house in broad daylight. It's sort of, it's hidden behind a veil of niceties. So like when something like the First Nation situation happens and a trains are being blockaded and they're like, whoa, 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 rule of, rule of law. Um, one of the things that's being broken is a law that everybody can sort of see and, and, and uh, point to, whereas many of the laws that are broken by the rich and powerful, just explaining like what all of the corruption that Donald Trump and his family have been engaged in while he's president of the United States is a complicated story to tell, and they hide behind the complexities of of the law and the complexities of what they're where they're doing to not appear like a criminal like you whereas if Donald Trump as his famous example was of shooting somebody uh, one of his uh, somebody on 5th Avenue he'd still have his supporters if that happened and there was film of that that would be such a they would be able to use that in the black and white of the law and say no he has broken a cardinal rule we can all see it we can appreciate it and all of that and so that's what i find because the law covers every aspect of society from the from the the most basic you know biblical truths like thou shall not kill thou shall not steal to the to the um to the more detailed nebulous stuff uh, it <laughs> like is like thou shalt claim on line four five yeah, 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 yeah. That you could shelter wealth in a foreign country for yeah. a six month period but not seven plus a day you know like no I, I, absolutely it becomes really difficult to be like to, well to appreciate it all first of all but but also like you see how the it, how be it education gaps or optics or whatever create this differentiation of uh you know and i i did the white collar blue collar type thing but but all crime is not all rule of law is not equal it's not it's not affecting the same people mm. in the same way it and and there's a lot of reason to why that is anyway I, i've spoken enough but, yeah. on that. but, but it's, no it's a uh, super uh, good point uh, i just uh, want to follow uh, well before okay. we get into the all right you guys enjoy your conversation stuff, no no I, 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 I wanna I wanna get but I just wanted to, to follow up on what Crawford said before we go into sci fi land because you I'm, said you want to talk about Yeah. I'm open okay. to that. I, I'm into that. Um but I, I think that like what you were saying about the, the kind of white collar stuff is like really, really pertinent to this because of how like uh how laws get made and that they're disproportionately serve uh the wealthy and increasingly like uh things like l- lobbyists for for the rich like there's all kinds of weird like my joke about tax law which i don't understand and is notoriously complicated and vague and and all this stuff is it's only taken advantage of by the people who have can hire like lawyers and accountants to take advantages of these like loopholes in in the law so again you can kind of be like and it's why white collar crime seems so um you know unprosecuted because a lot of this stuff even that donald trump is doing is like probably technically legal right like you can pay no tax you know, if you have show losses of for certain billions of dollars 
or whatever. Like you can you can avoid doing all these things. Whereas if you're like, you know, you're some bum or who barely has a job, and it's like, well, you got to pay your income tax. You're like, but I hardly get any money. It's like, sorry, you got to pay your income tax. But you could be Donald Trump, and 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 on paper, you can live in a gold house and show and and post a loss and pay and pays and paid seven hundred fifty dollars in tax because. He has rich person's laws, right? And rich people are able to get laws put in place that serve them. And poor people don't get put in laws in, that serve them because they don't have means. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I want to say. Like that connection between, again, that was good. who really has power it. in the society and how that how that law is applied. is like, It's just not equal. It's not like it's a, it's a myth that it's like, oh, it's for the people and of the people. It's like sometimes like we can all agree on the like don't murder mostly uh and it's like but it's like the the the, the, well, the nuances and details of you, like you hit it on the people who are money you hit it on the head Go with ahead, the idea that they did they do amendments and it's like they don't do amendments but the law is being updated all the time the problem is the law is an exception based system so you have your basic set of rules and then you bake exceptions for all the unplanned scenarios that come up and we're in the process in our democracies today all of them in the world of cataloging so many laws and so many amendments and exceptions and judgments to those, those laws not a bad thing but as your system grows in complexity so too does our ability to interface with it i know this from playing magic the gathering like you have to on <laughs> yeah. like you can make it complex under the hood but you're not going to it has magic the gathering for people who don't know has like a 500 page word document that's their rule book in like 8 point font on their site you can go learn oh it become God. a qualified judge <laughs> There, it has their own rule of law. It's a very serious sport or game or competitive thing, whatever. And you know, I would go to that, and do we? I, I had just an interest in finding weird rulings to understand how those interactions work as a pleasurable activity for me. But um, we make amendments to those laws, and the complexity increases, and then the rate of innovation on the part of bad actors outpaces the ability of slow-moving government to identify those holes and push legislation through that you rightly pointed out is is in the most egregious of circumstances but i think very real just a proxy government for corporate interests it's not even about rich people we have to talk about corporations are entities under the law and they have lobbyists. I don't know what the situation is like in Canada. I imagine it's similar, but the states, for sure, well-known fact that the lobbies are lobbyists are there, and that money talks to these people. Um, so this you is know, where, this is where we get into the sci-fi bit. It's not that sci-fi, but I'm pretty sure because I had these thoughts over the past week, so it's interesting that it's come up. But I'm I'm fairly certain, as a prediction and feeling for the future, that that government will be so far behind the rate of technological innovation and all the population doing crazy things that they will not be able to keep up with it, become redundant and essentially outsource to corporations even further until you're living in Mitsubishi land or, you know, Appleville or whatever. And that we, cause I mean, that's what mining towns are. It's not a big stretch of the imagination to imagine that larger structures of governments are going to be outsourced to corporations. Um, that will happen. And and then it's, but it's interesting because even, even, you know, I don't, I don't even disagree. <laughs> I mean, what's the um, Foxconn compounds, but little countries? I mean, they haven't overthrown that, a government, but that's not how corp- corporations don't declare war. They take you over. 
<laughs> yeah, right. But would, well, yeah, would I, then with these corporations, would they then make law? Because talking about rule of law, they are still playing by the laws of the land yeah, in they're, wherever they're playing, they are yeah, right now. The government's in a pinch. They need one of these gigantic corporations to help them out. The company says, yeah. hey, we want to own some stuff. We want to have some influence. Then the CEO says, hey, you know, we're really giving a lot of help to you. Maybe make me the leader of your country and let's make conditions favorable for my company in the law of your country. And then before you know it, I'm the CEO of Indonesia. Like, it, it, I don't know which country it's going to be first. I don't know where it's coming from. You just from. picked Indonesia. I picked a random one, but I'm saying that it doesn't have to be United States. Although I think U.S. is primed for corporate takeover. It's just corporations are not going to declare war. So you're not going to see a big civil war. You're going to wake up one morning and realize, like, we realize now that eh, these tech companies have every the whole world by the balls at the current moment. They are changing behavior. They're modifying it. They will have a country maybe after a lifetime, but that's the end goal. We're all, if a corporation goes anywhere but up in its desirous direction, up is owning land, owning a country, owning people. Yeah. Well, well, they, they don't need to own it to control it. Like, again, it's like and, we talk it, about... It doesn't yeah. happen, but they're, those white-collar people we talk about, they talk about these things. They're thinking about these things. They're playing chess. Sure, but but it's more like they don't even. Yeah, you could. It's, it'd be just as easy to have a proxy government just pass laws in your favor, anyways, and then you don't have to care because, in some ways, you probably want to reserve the right to jump to jump to a different. Uh, It'll a different take a maniacal person. Laws. It take a maniacal person. I think most corporations are like, yeah, you deal with the government bullshit. We'll run. We'll make money over here. But take not Elon Musk himself, but take a guy like that with a big vision who wants to go to space. Well, what if some guys like. I solve civilization, and I'm a mega giga billionaire. So, uh, who's got a country for sale? Yeah, it is kind of funny because it makes me think that, like, with you touched on the like complexity um, of all this stuff. Like, we keep we keep stacking more and more laws. I feel like when you talked about the Magic Gathering thing, this like crazy. You know, this is a game, right? Um, and it's like, hey, it has because all these, it's a complex, complicated game. And society is a complicated thing, right? It's easy to so play, but to under the hood, it's very complicated. Yes, right. Well, and as you keep adding, oh, this card does. What about this situation? Then you make up a new law, and then eventually you have this insane pile of of laws, and they're sitting there. And you know, at some point, Krav talked about like you know these antiquated laws. You know, but I would argue that in the United States, like their Second Amendment right to bear arms is. A stupid law <laughs> it's like that that is it, it made sense at a certain time and it just ends up killing a whole bunch of people now you know that's a it's just like it's still antiquated but it's popular you know and or or well liked or whatever i mean it has to uh, do but with, you end up with just this, yeah, values too like we well, think yeah, that way well, because yeah. we're like we're not like that but i guess if you grow up and it, it's hard to no no and, and as another it. counter like that th- th- that i can I, I mean a bit off track already but i i had this thought whereas like you talked about indonesia but i spent some time in uh where was it in the philippines and the philippines you know uh ha- has you know just interestingly less laws than than canada and that is a double-edged sword right so it's like it's like in some ways if you just want to do shit in the philippines uh you you can people aren't going to shit on you or say hey you run afoul of some law in canada pretty much like you do almost anything someone will be like somehow you run afoul of some law if someone wants to call you on it it's almost annoying like and i think of this experience i had the other day or thought of the other day Mm -hmm. one of the 
best experiences in my life, which is a silly thing. It's kind of quite a silly thing is I took a four hour bus ride where I sat on the roof of the bus and uh, with a whole, like literally there was about four, about uh, 15 other guys up there in the luggage. There was farm animals on the roof of the bus uh, like there was a pig under me, I realized after about an hour into the journey, I was like, shit, that's a pig under there. Uh, and, and this bus is, is trucking down this ridiculous dirt road, you know, that is like with huge ruts and like these these shoddy wood bridges that look like I built and this giant bus is going over them. I'd be like, man, any of these things could fall. And, and it's like, think of the amount of laws in Canada that we, would be breached. It's like bridge not to code, uh, you know, road road not designed to spec. Uh, if farm animals transported in in line with with uh, regular commuters, uh, people riding on the roof of a bus, you know, like I, the amount of laws that, that in Canada would have been broken for me doing that thing would have just been like so many. There's there was all kinds of laws being broken, and there they were like, whatever, we need to get a bunch of shit to this place. Everyone pile on the bus, and look, no one died for sure. There's exactly a bus like that. Yeah, for sure. There's examples where a bus like that crashed and it was horrible, horrible injuries. But I got news for everyone. Those those bus crashes still happen in Canada with all our seatbelts and everything and people still die. Uh, and and I would just say that that was one of the best experiences of my entire life, which is so weird. But it really was. I was like, I felt so free. I was like, this is amazing. I'm on the roof of this bus. No <laughs> one gives a shit. I'm alive. I feel great. Uh, and I feel like in some ways, when you have too much law, it kind of like just ruins <laughs> well, some stuff uh, so there's obviously a balance yes. right? so croft and then crofted you can jump in in just a second i won't be long but i want to add very importantly we are capable of making laws and following them but we are not bred to have a giant list of things you can and cannot say a giant th- list of things you can or cannot do off to infinity like I think we can keep a certain percentage of rules in the brain, but at a certain point, we are demanding too much of ourselves uh, beyond reasonable. We are still animals, and we have to be animals and just be safe around one another. And hopefully, we can live communally and, and nicely. But um, yeah, like we are not designed to have laws stretch off to infinity and expect to be able to even like it or want to live in that structure or think everyone should be a, an automaton like that so yeah people lose it's themselves not, in, in in laws it's so true like i think that in you know croft and you said it earlier when you were like oh we need like a structure based on like empathy or 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 something like that and i just feel like in some ways because like what did humans do forever before we had all these laws you know it's like we had uh, some kind of moral compass, you know, which would have been informed by the society and culture of the day or whatever. Uh, and I just feel like, you know, most human beings, I don't think are that far off in terms of morality. You have exceptions to those rules. Uh, there And there are, I always use that, I love that stat, 10% of people are psychopaths and they fuck up everything for everyone else. Uh, but most people, I think, are like basically good and, and kind of understand when things are not right like my moral compass i find is quite strong i know when when i when shit is not kosher you know uh when you're hurting someone you're doing something actively uh you know it, it seems very clear to me yeah, that and, i can and if you don't and if you don't judgment. you would like apologize or try to make amends right yeah or you'd be like oh i realize that you know that was a i was off in this circumstance if you can reflect or or whatever but the point is like we've re, we've almost removed that from human beings okay you don't need your moral compass anymore 
Um, here are the rules of law. Just follow this giant book that you can never interpret. So pay some guy $500 an hour to interpret it for you. Uh, but the point is, is like, I, I do agree that it's kind of untenable to rely on something like human beings, moral compass. Like, I feel like we were designed to, to, to behave that way so that society could function to some degree. Uh, but in a modern society, you can't rely on everyone to just say, Hey, you know what's good? Do the good thing, people. You can't. You can't rely on that. Cause well, clearly, there's enough people. Who's we like, we can't, or I don't feel confident in it, but we should. You know, I think we should still expect uh, that of each other. I I like the idea of that. <laughs> so, I was going to uh, say somewhere in there um, that uh, um, the thing about freedoms and laws is they're they're entirely related and you guys were talking about the second amendment in the states and culture and stuff like that and uh and and mike talking about being on top of the bus and 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 uh every law be it a good one or a not not great one uh, a broad truth or a, a minute one is a restriction on some level of freedom uh and so there is that balancing act to a certain extent you know you restrict it too much and if you don't have the human empathy that guides guides the law, then you end up in ridiculous situations. Some of which I call like uh, the rule of bylaw, which is uh, in in the city that we live in, um, <laughs> yeah. the, there is a sizable amount of bylaws, so laws oh for the for the city. One in Mike's area recently that drew a lot of media attention was about um, oh, there was. There was a, uh, a a theater troupe, the children, uh, and they performed for many years on a stage in the backyard of that's of awesome. One by of the, the way, of one of the parents. <laughs> no, it's I, not though. I want to be one of those parents doing that. Like I, I want to have kids now, so they'll do Shakespeare in the back. This is beautiful. Anyways, continue. Now the problem is, of course, uh, to anybody that loves bylaws, which is no one, the fact that. Uh, it is not coded as a theater um, and, and that they were they were performing theater and uh, on a stage and they had guests and yes the guests were neighbors and stuff like that um, well one neighbor uh, anonymous obviously complained about the noise and called the bylaw officers of course the city of Ottawa shut you know shut it down uh, and said you know you can't you can't do this and of course uh, to negative media attention politicians got on their pulpits to say like oh we're gonna do something about this this is ridiculous these kids should be allowed to go you know the show should be allowed to go on and um, a lot of weird solutions were thrown thrown at it and in the end like they had to they in the end a solution was reached but it was one that involved them relocating it involved them following the rule of bylaw yeah, uh, and not stupid. not an not an ex, <laughs> not an exception being made not common sense prevailing yeah. uh or or human empathy being used to guide the decision making process uh it was oh i'm sorry rules them's the rules it's gonna it would take us forever to change them and honestly like you know what is it you are performing theater and it's not a theater so you know it's and a, yeah yeah, it's yeah example it, yeah it's, it's just an example to me of like like uh, of the other end of things like you say thou you know like it is illegal to murder someone and everybody's like yeah okay that makes sense uh, we're on board. And then on the <laughs> other end, you have this thing and, and like, you get it. Like 
you get it that maybe some people are living in their houses. This is where they're choosing to live. And then all of a sudden there's this loud theater troupe. But like even even then it's like with for a finite period of time. And again, like not to dwell on this example, Ottawa, the city we live in, often known as the town that fun forgot. I, I have a hard time imagining that this situation would come up in the Philippines or Indonesia, Mike, uh, where they <laughs> would, would be not. like, they'd be like, can you please be quiet with the theater? And so there's, but on the other hand, there's probably things that are restricted there that should, that, uh, that, uh, excuse me, the opposite, things that aren't restricted there that should be um, and that are in Canada. So it's it's kind of like, it's finding that balance that will never be struck. Right. Never. No. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah, you're right. You can't strike it because because it's a sliding scale. It's very situational. And, you know, it's funny because it's like it's like you think of that situation, the Shakespeare one, and you kind of want to be like, OK, so that person was able to basically hide behind a law, call a law enforcement, you know, bylaws, a law enforcement entity, uh, not the police, but still mm-hmm. you call them because you can't deal with your own shit. Like, I mean, if there was no law for that and your neighbor, like, look, maybe it's valid to be like, to be like, oh my God, they're rehearsing again all day long. Like, like maybe it grates on your nerves, you know? And it's like, if you live in a, in a community, you know, maybe you go to the person's house and be like, look, I love what you're doing. It's great. The kids are doing Shakespeare, but honestly, like it's, it's at, these times, uh, for this reason, is really, is there anything we can do? You know, and, and now this is all presuming that neither of these actors are assholes. And, and the asshole factor is a big, because <laughs> all it takes is one of them to be an asshole. If the guy's doing a Shakespeare company, he's like, oh, you don't like the sound? Well, here, I got two words for you. Fuck off! It would be like enough to just ruin that whole thing, right? Um, whereas if you're like, if pe- most people are kind of reasonable and be like, okay, look, we want to do the thing. The kids need this. It's important. If the person's like, during uh, from six to eight in the evening it's just really great on my nurse can you do it at a different time maybe they find a solution you're like this is just we're all living in a society people to quote uh george costanza uh but <laughs> where, where you think like you could just figure that out but we don't have to because we have a law and then you can anonymously just complain and then you have these mechanisms of government like horribly turning into the, into action. Like this example is one of these ones where you're just like, okay, people, th- we all know that this is not the best way something like this could have been dealt with. You know, it's not the clear, like, don't murder, don't kill, but it just shows like the complexity. Now that we've gotten down to page 20,000 of the bylaw code of this city, our laws are so dense and so specific that it's just becoming like, you just can't function. You can't turn around without like, hitting some stupid law. Shit, like. <laughs> I just remembered right now that I have a parking ticket I did not pay. Oh, no. <laughs> court. I'm glad we had this conversation about law. You might not have remembered. Well, <laughs> Five years later, you owe like a billion dollars. <laughs> you didn't pay your parking ticket, buddy. I, I'm sure there, there's other aspects to talk about this, but you know, it's, it's just that is, is an interesting little thing to segue into like, okay, so you have the rule of law and then like, what are your options with regards to um, fi- to, to be like, okay, I feel like I've been wrong. So Crofton got his parking ticket. We all know that Crofton respects the rule of law and would never have violated uh, the parking protocols of the city. So clearly he has to go to court and fight this, right? Am I right, Crofton? I think I think we all agree. I'm right. But you're you're leaving out one <laughs> large large element, which is Crofton's overall 
energy expenditure preferences, uh, yeah. which are <laughs> which are extremely low. So even though morally he's incredulous about this ticket and wants it overturned, he also doesn't want to make any effort to do so. Although I yeah. wonder if you can zoom ticket like now in uh, in COVID times. They, that they, might they've make actually it posed, they postponed think- a lot of law stuff until next summer, I think. Which is like, oh, man. but uh, I was just going to give some one other example of like lost. Uh, and, and I don't want to get too into this because we talked about lawyers and this will touch on this, but the mechanisms through which you can like fight uh, laws. Um, so just quick story. My brother bought this of uh, triplex in in, uh, in, in this neighboring uh, what we talked about before where Red, the homeless guy, lived in Elmer. He brought a triplex. OK, so he got this triplex. OK, great. I'm going to rent it out to, to three people living in there. And then uh, a neighbor complained to the bylaw officer because they knew that there was not technically triplexes allowed in this area, only duplexes. Oh so then uh, he didn't notice when he bought the house, right? Because someone made the triplex illegally. Oh, those criminal masterminds, right? And then so so then the bylaw comes, you got to take, you got to tear out one of these apartments. So he had to do that. He had to take it one of the apartments. Now the income he got from this place was substantially reduced. Even though he had, you know, bigger unit, one of the units much bigger, he couldn't get the same amount of rent out of this place. It also was definitely not worth what he paid for it after this fact. Uh, he still has not, he still can't sell that house. This is like 10 years ago for what he paid for 10 years ago, which is insane uh, because that's how much it was overvalued as being a triplex. So at one point he was like, look, this person kind of defrauded me. I'm going to try to sue them. So he hired a lawyer uh, and then um, they, and then, so that person got a lawyer and then court dates were set. Uh, I think two years this took uh, to, un- to slowly unfold. And every time he called the lawyer, it was like another $500. And mind you, this is like just picking up on a bill and then they go and they're in the courts and blah, 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 all this stuff. Long story short, in the end, uh, he was suing for like, he wanted to get like 30, 40,000 back. Uh, the lawyers thought they had enough to stand on. Basically they agreed to a settlement of like $5,000, which was conveniently uh, the exact or thereabouts the fee that my brother owes the lawyer that he had hired. <laughs> so he, so yeah, this is, so he just said, just take it. And the lawyer <laughs> kept the entire amount of the settlement and he got fucking nothing. So he could have just so not like, bothered like, suing and had a nice, more free time. Yes. Basically. If he had done no suing, he would have got the exact same. And that's a problem like, like everywhere. Most people do not sue <laughs> yeah. anyone with a brain in their head. Most of the time, don't sue because it's not worth it It companies like big companies will just draw the only reason they'll sue is if they have a duty to be seen suing so they can make a claim that something's theirs they don't necessarily intend to win but the actual act of suing communicates that you've been wrong so if you neglect to do that that can be unfavorable for you in the future but that aside most companies are like fuck it's an expense just whatever give them the thing solve it get it out whatever like because because yeah. it's just an industry of keeping people busy, like you just described. <laughs> That's yeah, like, wild, like, like that, dude. like that example is one of just like, yeah, when you're a small person dealing with another small person, you're not going to win. The only people yeah. going to win are the lawyers. Like, and so you no settled, and let's, let's say you take it to court, and then you get the five thousand, but now you owe the guy ten thousand. You take a loss for going to court. Yeah, that and that happens where people pay yeah. more, and you hear this a ton. Uh, you'll hear this a lot with like um, uh, people splitting up, right, and trying to divide their. Um, 
and you know we talked about divorce one time but like you know i always think of it like we get divorced just like just split everything down the middle like i, just, I don't think it's gonna happen but uh, mm. you know fingers crossed but but people instead will hire lawyers and actually yeah we had friends who went i don't remember the details but they paid so much money those lawyers is the amount in the end i'm like man those lawyers uh, made out with so much money and they in the end because they're you know so say you have kids together right you 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 come from a, a combined household where you have the same amount of income and then you split up and you, you you can't agree on how to split up the money so instead you both hire lawyers and then that money gets drawn out of your collective wealth at, to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars to lawyers that will never come back to your own uh, children that you both you both have i'm like it's so dumb but it's just like that's it's the mechanisms you have you know and it's like um well yeah and and the theory again this comes back to my original point about the complexity of the of law which is just in theory no one needs a lawyer the law is publicly available to you if you know the law then you can go and argue your own case because you know how it works but who the fuck has time for that Right, there would be no industry if they made the law easy, and probably if they made the law easy, there'd be all kinds of bad actors taking advantage of it, which is why we're where we are. But um, yeah, anyway, I think I'm and that, close and that to the verdict, law, but, yeah. yeah, me too. And that the law is not only just the 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 letter, because because obviously the letter of the laws are written by you know people in well bureaucrats to a large extent and members of parliament in our country or congress people or senators in the united states uh written by those people they are not perfect people no one has a crystal ball and can envision all implications of these laws so clearly they're written they're guidelines and then so then you have judges right and judges have to decide based on these laws in some weird situation because like hmm. and that's why when you talked about like oh yeah you could go learn this stuff but there's precedent law right so it's like how did x number of judges rule on this situation which changes you know the outcome based on the law which is probably vague because it's written by some stupid human at that point at at that point it's a game and you're playing a game of probabilities your probability is how do what are my what are my odds of success are they 50 percent how do i push them to 60 can i make them 70 what if i make 80 the extent of which is actual corruption where you bribe but that aside if you're playing the game legally you're like well our strategy here in order to ensure victory is going to be this like all those people that um you know lawyers try to do funny things they're they're criminally liable they're like well you should just plead guilty and shit like that because you have a greater chance of having a favorable outcome and you might be like i didn't do it and they're like yeah but your chances of having a better outcome are better if you just plead guilty I mean, you know, it's a yeah. it's a well-known big elephant dirty secret about the law that is canonized and hunt it's even in better call Saul like it's 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 dramatized people know everyone knows and yet we do not have a solution for it. Um yeah, this no. is I'm in verdict land. Crofton, you got any uh, thing you want to The, the one to the one the one thing I was Wait, wait, you had you we had a lot of chat. I think Crofton's oh, okay. do. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I'm I'm good for verdicts. <laughs> okay. He's good for verdicts. All right, say your thing. Uh, no, it's more of a joke thing. I was just thinking about a judge because you know the show Judge Judy. Because like in judge some judge. ways, it's like, because judge, judge Judy, she's not consulting any goddamn law books during the show. <laughs> like when you watch her. No, she's smart. She knows it all. No, but it's no. You she, ever heard of a thing you, called she, studying? And just doing it. <laughs> but but you know what? Like what? she is just an old <laughs> wizened lady who's basically telling people, you know, she hears someone's story, they they present some situation, and she's like, and she she judges it. And then you're watching, you know someone is being a 
an idiot. And she tells him that. She's like, smart up. You're going to pay him $500 or whatever. Pay back his Yeah, money. it's a like, TV show for so entertainment. She's not, yeah, exactly. So it's not the law. But honestly, that's more what we need. It's like, you know, it's, it's like sometimes you need a dispassionate third party who kind of be like, look at the situation and be like, okay, look, in this situation, you're being the asshole here and let's all agree on this or whatever. But, uh, you know, it doesn't really work that way. But like, no, because common, because like, it's predicated on common sense and common sense is not as common as we're, yeah. you know, like so. But and in, in when you see someone like Donald Trump become the president of the United States, lacking entirely in empathy, like, pure sociopath <laughs> criminal and whatever and, and he, but he's able to become president and set you know like have strong a strong arm many of the lawmaking processes um repeal if, laws yeah repeal laws mm-hmm. uh, executive orders all of that sort of thing that he is able to do um and you realize like that that his judgment is is come from a place of self-interest and not a place of empathy uh and so like just again I, the more we talk talk about it um the more i i realize that laws are supposed to be dispassionate they're supposed to not have any love in them per se uh they're supposed to be based on like this it's Laws are black and white. It's either this or that. And I can see to certain people how that has an appeal. I just happen to not be one of those people. I think it just depends where you sit on things. I think if you're like, yeah, laws are good with me, no problem. I think then if someone is impugning you in some fundamental way and the rest of the world's like, chill out, man, status quo, then that's where it becomes aggravating. So it's just like if you're not in that position, you're like, eh, it's cool. And that's the problem we, I think that's the problem we butt up against. I don't have a real big problem with the rule of law either, but no one's trying to run a railroad through my sacred land, <laughs> you know, like, so, you know, uh, and if they did, I'd probably be cool with it because whatever. So it just doesn't bother me. So, but I think if, you know, I think if you're just black and white about it and you have a, you have a particular case that's deserving of being listened to, like you're the hurricane and you're goddamn innocent and it took him a light. I just got to see the hurricane uh, speak live. Actually, that's one of the. I barely, I don't remember anything what he said, but he came to Queens and did a, <laughs> he did, a, he did a talk. I mean, he told his story and stuff. It's just it was years ago, and you know, I don't. It was a good. I remember enjoying it very much. And everyone much. was like, "Play the song, play the song." He's like, I don't like the goddamn song. <laughs> it wasn't Denzel Washington. To- it was the actual yeah. hurricane, <laughs> like the guy who was in jail forever. Okay. He told the story of the hurricane. <laughs> he's like, fine, I'll just give you what you assholes want, fucking dumb kids. Yeah, he's playing a guitar. He's like, God damn it. He's like, I spent 20 years in jail. I just like if it was Denzel Washington. And Bo was like, man, I met the hurricane. And he's <laughs> like, I, t- I told you like three times of Denzel Washington. And, and uh, then right. the guy next to him is like, check it out. Malcolm X is here. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. We're going to verdicts on that note. Thanks for that. For the record. Denzel Washington played Malcolm X. Alright. Alright, for some reason this is coming in really quiet, but I swear there's the sound playing. We gotta do that one again. Sorry, that was piss poor. It was so quiet. We're bringing in the animals. It's verdict time! All right, all right. We finally brought order to the court. Speaking of which, we need to reflect on our own laws about how we deliver verdicts. Something to think about. Who wants to go first? I guess I should go first as I'm hosting. Yeah, go for it. All right, I'm going to make it easy. The rule of law 
Um, in a certain context, I'm happy to live in a country that values the rule of law over, say, the rule of Jesus Christ or Muhammad or whoever else. No offense intended. Not my cup of tea. Even though I think religion is still codified in our laws. It's, it's as close as I can hope for, I think, at least right now. Um, that being said, I definitely dislike applications of status quo. I definitely dislike... I definitely don't feel like dispassionate justice is the answer to potential corruption of justice with bias, which is, I think, what we're trying to avoid. But I can't help but, in my own life, appreciate the context of things. And I think that's what judges are intended to do as they provide rationales on how they apply law and punishment. Um, so, that being said... Um, I definitely do not like it when it's used uh, to defend, to justly defend immoral or anti, anti-civilization behavior, ultimately, whether that's going against climate change, whether that's going against just even having an open mind to find out, listen to what the problems are and solve them, which is a prime minister's or president's job, no matter how shitty they behave and ethically they espouse otherwise. Um, so... I feel mixed about it, and I'm going to give rule of law the verdict of bullshit. And that's it. No me bullshit. Who's up next? I'll go next. Yeah, boy. I also, I also think the rule of law is bullshit. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I think it's bullshit. Um, I mean, really... Uh, am I glad that we have laws and a in a society of laws uh, with judges that 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 uh, interpret past decisions and context and all of this and and help guide us? Yeah, to a certain extent, yes. Um, but to a to a larger extent, I just feel that that laws, even the good ones, and this is like this is hokey or whatever, are done in a way not just to restrict freedoms, but to, to, to set that bare minimum line that Bo was talking about earlier when he was using his sort of personal example, the, the, the concept of like, you know, you know, the, 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 the bare minimum you can do for this person is not to kill them and not to steal their shit. Like that's like the bare minimum that you can do. Uh, but what is, what is more that you could do for that person? Uh, you know, what is, you could we could potentially have a law that says you know you're the 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 law dictates that you are to support each other in every reasonable manner possible now i mean that would be nightmare to interpret or whatever but it would be a it would be driven by empathy and by higher moral aspirations than just what is the bare minimum we can do so as not to step into a, each other's space or or piss each other off the laws are obviously super complicated. There's tons of laws and bylaws and all of this. Some of the laws are really good. Some of them are complete bullshit. They're supposed to be impartial. Some of them are bad. Some of them target minority groups. Some of them are set by rich people to take advantage of poor people. Um, I mean, there's a lot of negative there. but And, and there's a lot of good. Some of them even tell They're you how to have sex. They're messy. They're messy. Laws are messy. So... Because of all of that, I'm going to say that the rule of law is bullshit. King Kong ain't got shit on me. That's Denzel Washington in Training Day. Mike, your verdict. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. 
Well, I think I agree very much with what both of you said, and my initial inclination on this has not changed. And I will also roll out the verdict of bullshit, so it's a full full agreement here. And uh, let me elaborate, uh, (laughs) I guess, a little bit on my uh, bullshit verdict. Um, I really, incidentally, was leaning bad. I almost wanted to go straight bad. Based on the fact that it doesn't... It just doesn't even work. Like, like this is the basic thing. It's like, oh, the rule of law. It's like, the rule of law doesn't work. It's like, thou shall not murder. When was the last time you heard of someone getting murdered? Oh, guess what? It still happens. You know, when was the last time shit got stolen? I've got shit stolen from me. Hey, that was a law someone broke. It, people still do the thing. So, like, if we were to just say, okay, let's just use our moral guidance and we say we can't do that because some people are assholes. And they'll do bad things. I was like, yeah, well, those people are around anyways, and they don't give a fuck about laws. <laughs> so they'll just keep doing that stuff. And it's like, and, the, you know, you want to see the punish? Like, I believe that if you had no laws and you saw someone get murdered, it's like it, they would get some kind of retribution if it was clear, you know, what, what happened. So that obviously is not a way you can't well, run a society not everyone can like that. Oh, as much <laughs> I forgot no, it's I'm verdict time. I'm like, not everyone can issue a retribution. Like, not everyone's John fucking Wayne. No, dude. <laughs> I, I just mean like, you know. And there's look, there's problems with that. I, I think that it's like laws are the kind of uh, you know feeble attempts of humans trying to grapple with complexity and codify it in something that's hard and fast. And that's if anything, there's a problem with the rule of law. It's that it's trying to pretend. That the world, which we all know, and from and from being on this show a long time, we and having these conversations, we know the world is almost never black and white. It is all just shades of freaking gray, and everything is a unique situation almost entirely. So a law that says it is this is almost guaranteed to be wrong or an unjust law as often as it is a just and good law. And as both, or well, I think both you said, but basically it's like, and if the law is serving you right now, you're going to be like, this is a great law. I love this law. And as soon as the law is like, is being a pain in your ass, you're going to be like, what a, what a shitty law. God, well, we've got to overturn this, you know? And that's clearly just the way it is. So I feel like the rule of law doesn't really work and it infuriates people. And it gives you some mechanisms and, but I think it's, it's a borderline, a corrupted, a corrupted system. And if you ever want to just see how bad it can fail, watch, what was it? Filthy rich, the documentary about Jeffrey Epstein. And you're just like, God damn rich people. That guy was a truly evil and just sort of just went, went on his merry way for decades. Cause he was a big billionaire and he was able to do whatever the fuck he wanted. Cause the rule of law doesn't really apply to the rich. And but anyways, you have to suspect, too, I can't think of a better system. Sorry. Just with Epstein yeah. too. You have to suspect too, that somebody had, you made an enemy and that's why you're here. And that's why what happened happened. You know I what mean, I mean? Even you, on the it, face it, of it, you know, it you doesn't, can, I know it doesn't like, matter, to, but you know, I don't go to con- yeah no it's it really can seem like that and I mean honestly when you watch that you're like it is primed for well, conspiracy shit theory but I don't take there the was a conspiracy there was some often. level of conspiracy though I'm, I mean it, there was a conspiracy elbows with like, yes. yeah. we don't <laughs> with know what and to what extent hear. but there's things we don't yeah, know but I mean and they but seem would rather I be important. Surprised- but would I be surprised that a guy like that would just kill himself? Not at all. Like, I mean, it's not, that is no, not, no, I'm not, I don't, I'm not meaning crazy conspiracy. I just mean there was a, he did have secret business like that. That is known. 
<laughs> Anyways, that guy skirted laws for a long time. Did not work because he's rich, basically. I, the point I was um, trying to yeah, make was bullshit. not the particulars of the conspiracy. It was just that the reason he was brought to justice might not be because of the purity of justice. It's because someone took justice and hammered it over his head out of revenge or something like that. Well, That's possible, whatever. I'm saying. Is, you know. Have you guys... Anyways, I don't want to get on a side tangent. Oh, all right, Let's actually, it's my turn to done. take control of the show. So if you want to hit one of us on the head with a hammer, please don't. Um, or with what? I don't know. Don't do any of that. Uh, don't incite... I'm inciting violence. I should stop. Uh, but if you want to tell us what your opinion is on the things we discussed today, rule of law, status quo, Epstein... Uh, maybe maybe skip the Epstein stuff. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but uh, send in the emails to us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. Uh, if you do send in your email to us, we might read it. Just make sure it's not a super shitty one because I skipped those. Um, <laughs> and uh, finally, if you happen to be watching live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash goodbadbull or we're streaming on my channel the last two episodes, twitch.tv slash Schwartz. Um, and you're like, what? what is the show? What are they doing? How can I find out more? Goodbadbull.com. There you'll find links to subscribe to us on uh, Google Play. Stitcher. Although, I don't know. Why do I keep saying Stitcher? Just have it, I guess. Uh, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Google Play. We're on Spotify. And I, th- I got an email about Amazon having a music service. So I'm looking into getting this up on there, too. Um, yeah, you can find us everywhere. Like us on Facebook, follow Twitter, all that shit. This section of the show would not be complete without some inquiries about where you can find us individually. Now, me, you can find me at boschwartz.com. Pretty straightforward. Crofton, people want to find out more about what you're up to, the cool things that you do. Why can they do that? Oh, that you're muted for the moment, so we'll need you uh, unmuted, please. Sorry, I was double mute. Um... Yeah, uh, which sounds which sounds like it sounded like you had a fart. Yeah, so you're just like, let me make yeah. sure it's muted. Let me just double check this thing. Uh, yeah, I uh, you, the people who uh, want to follow my wise tweets can follow me on Twitter at Croft and Steers. Beautiful. Don't forget, listen to Dad. He's got a d- diaper show. Uh, Michael, if our listeners want to find out our d- Dungeons and Diapers with video games and child child rearing, Michael, if our listeners want to find out find out more about what you're up to where can they find you well you just have to listen to good old good bad or bullshit because it's the only place i am on the internet but uh thanks for including me in this uh, segment anyways bro <laughs> you're welcome i include you in all the segments of course you're inimitable you. inimitable <laughs> inimitable and croft and i are mitable um all right so uh i guess that wraps up this portion of the show where we give you all the boring ass details of where you can find us and now Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy theory. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, actually, I don't have very much. I don't. I don't uh, listen. The Epstein stuff doesn't interest me that much. But what does interest me is I heard the other day um, that apparently they are working on satellite technology right now, where they can point a microphone pretty much at any house or any structure find the people in the building and just listen like no more tapping phones or tapping your internet that they're working on satellites right now that can just zero in on rooms and buildings and just listen to your conversations so pretty soon big brother will be a thing um it seems like they should just watch you live on twitch bo yeah but what about when i'm what am i doing when i'm not live on twitch that's what the government really needs to know 
Smoking <laughs> while wearing a wizard robe. Yeah, that's there. <laughs> you outed me. Thanks, dude. <laughs> it's just funny because people love to hot like you know whenever the, those big scary revelations happen, mm-hmm. um, be it with data, be it with what else. Everybody is everybody sort of says the same thing, which is like, well, my shit's so boring. Nobody's going to give a shit. Nobody's going to be listening to my house or whatever. But it doesn't change the fact that it's scary as shit. You know, like I I'm sure that. If the FBI targeted my house and they heard me like playing video games or whatever and were listening, uh, they would be bored out of their goddamn mind. But I still don't want them to listen to me playing video games or I would yeah, stream no on Twitch. No one's going to listen. Like, you know, it's funny. Everyone talks about, I don't want someone listening to me. And just imagine, like, everyone is worried about someone else listening. Like, so in Canada, there's 30, 36 million people or something like that. Who's going to listen? You need you need thirty six million other people to do the listening. Like there's yeah. no one has well, no, no, they they need need the everybody yeah. at once. The issue yes, is if you hit their radar, then they have your full life story, right? Yes. As soon as you pop up. So I think you should move into the forest. And even then they can still <laughs> put the microphone in the forest and hear you. So Yeah. You know. They'll hear you taking yeah. a shit, wiping your ass at the I mean, I, the thing is, I, 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 I do basically, yeah, exactly. If someone wants to listen to that, everyone's doing that in their houses. Is like, is this the sound I make? Do you make that go sound? Ahead, I don't know. know? Uh, we got, we got another shitter. Can, can we go to the next house? No, no, you got to listen for at least thirty seconds. You know the drill. <laughs> ah, god damn it. And, oh, and why did they have to perfect this remote smell-o-vision? I really <laughs> didn't have to have this. Like, you got to leave the smell-o-vision on, too, when you're doing this. Well, that's the next stage of technology, Mike. And what's up with this guy's Twitter account? It's just Not pictures of poo. Can you listen to the shitting of people far off toilets? You can smell it, too, as if you were right in the bowl. The, How much the, like that? The guy's the, – the, he's like, I'm listening, and it sounds very much, yes, it is a father sitting on a toilet pretending to poo while surfing his phone. Sounds like he's trying to escape his family. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, he needs a break, clearly. Oh, child's knocking on the door. Oh, What's that? He's feigning constipation. Oh, he's like, oh, it's a doozy. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's like, this man is not very ethical. Note that Sinead on the file. Arby's yesterday. Oh, I think now I hear he's having a heart attack. Yep, he's definitely having a heart attack. He's breathing fast. He's dropped his phone. Whatever he was watching is played on it. The door is unhinged. Everyone's broken. He's dying, and there's porn on his phone, and <laughs> the, 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 the mom is yelling, end the show! I did it. (laughs) I did. Oh man, I picked a horrible topic. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.